Dr. Jack Hammond had one of the most brilliant minds in the medical community until he and his son. Hi. Hi. Exchanged minds. Chris? That? There's no such thing as a brain transference. The doctor See ya. is back in high school. It's really not cool to scam on your own son's date. The main bronchi and its branches are evenly distributed about the circumference of the tube. Riveting. And his son. Hi, Bob. Whoa! I'm Martini. Went down on the rocks? No, Anna Glass is fine. Is a virgin surgeon. Just take off all our clothes and just go at it. Mm. Rubbing and feeling. It's rock and roll. Yeah! You're not all night in my body. Are grounding for the rest of your life. Brain transfers is very inexact sciences. You might well match. Don't worry, Mr. Essene. We're not gonna let you die. Are we guys? No. God, this is great. Go right now and do whatever the hell you have to do to get us out of this thing. I can't stabilize him. He's in V-Tech. I'm not going to have him. What? Hit him, Dr. Hammond. Hit him. Dudley Moore, Kirk Cameron, like father, like son. Potty swap. I just swapped out Kevin Castro's water and swapped it out for a white claw. For the white claw. The white claw surge. Which I don't know if I can get paid for singing the praises of the Blackberry. <laughs> We're going to try. But it's cool. It's refreshing. Now, you don't mean the Palm Pilot Blackberry. I do mean the oh. Palm Pilot. <laughs> <laughs> and this is only my first one uh-huh. right right now. This is the first one of, of the this podcast. episode. Yeah, yes. of the episode. Welcome to Potty Swap, the silly podcast where we review one of our favorite genre of movies, the, the body porn. swap. Uh, oh, uh, I'm sorry. I the mean, body swap. Porn could have a lot to do with it, you know, if these movies took it to the next step. There has to be. We we there haven't gotten there. Has yet. to be, but anyways, there definitely is. But it's it's potty swap. Um, you can now listen to potty swap on everywhere where you get podcasts. Some places where you don't get podcasts. Some places where you don't. You find that's that a lie. Guy in the back alley, say, hey, you got any of them podcasts on you? And you know he opens up his jacket. I want to film this now. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't want none of that WTF Mark Barron podcast shit. I want some of that good shit. That shit you don't see every yo, day. Yo, yo, yo! You got that potty swap? Mm. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> that's Which is us. weird because we're talking filthy when someone in this movie is uber religious. Yeah, I mean, at the time they were not that religious, but time comes for us all, and for the Cameron clan. Jesus came for them. Yeah. For them all. Yes. Yeah. So if you haven't figured it out by now, we talked about it at the end of last episode. We are discussing today episode number three, the Trey Trio? Tres? Trey? Sure. Yeah. The trifecta. The trifecta. The Holy Trinity. (laughs) Ironically enough. Yeah. Like father, like son, 
the 1987 hit body swapping movie starring Dudley Moore. The rarest of the Dudley boys. (laughs) He's my favorite of the Dudley boys, to be honest. (laughs) Uh, Blackberry White Claw. (laughs) Surge. Kirk Cameron playing the son of Dudley Moore for some reason. Which they never really talk about. Nope. Yeah, no, not at all. But you know who's going to talk about it? (laughs) We's going to talk about it. We's going to talk about it. And, of course, playing uh, Kurt Cameron's best friend, Sean Astin. Which I thought was Corey Haim for three quarters (laughs) of the movie. Now, I'm a huge fan of the Corys. I know everybody loves to say Corey Feldman is their Corey. Well, because he's the living one. (laughs) Even when they were both alive. Really? I was a big Corey Haim guy. But Feldman is like the Corey of choice. I get it. It's like Pepsi and Coke. I know people like, you know, they prefer. See, when I snort Pepsi, it burns my. (laughs) Wait a second. I was. I always dug Corey Haim. Uh, Yeah, I think I was a Hamer. (laughs) Okay. I love a Hamer. That's (laughs) that's great. We we need to trademark that and get some Hamer shirts out there. But yeah, I, I I don't know. There was something about Feldman that always sort of struck me weird. And have you seen his like music career now? Corey Feldman's? Yes. Well, uh-huh. it can't be Corey Hames because he's. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you Corey Hames' music career. Dun 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 dun. dun <sighs> that was mean. Dun, 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 I was gonna go with Taps. <laughs> That's more musical. You're right. That Taps is a little bit better. No, no disrespect to the the Hamers out there. The the no longer livings. Oh yeah, no to them. Uh, yeah, so, okay, so you believe for the majority of this movie that the character Trigger... Yes. ...played by Sean Astin... Was Corey Corey Haim. And the only... I forget what I was looking up on IMDb, and then I saw who it was, and I was like, I'm an idiot. (laughs) Was, was, Was Feldman in The Goonies? Was he a they goonie? both were, yeah. Haim was in the Goonies, no, too? No, Feldman was in the yeah, Goonies. Haim, okay, Feldman was a Goonie. They were both in the Lost Boys. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. But Sean Astin wasn't in the Lost Boys. No. No, Sean Astin was a Goonie. He was a Hobbit. He was a Hobbit. He was an Encino man. Yep. He plays a lot of uh, high school characters. Like This movie came out in 1987. Encino Man wasn't until, like, what, 92, 93? Oh, yeah, that was... Mid-90s, I would say. So he's been playing a high school kid for a very long time. He was also in Stranger Things, which involved high school kids. They fucking... Spoiler alert for Stranger Things. They fucking killed him. In a high school? No, it was Uh, not in a high school. Yeah. uh, Which brings me back to why I thought he was Corey (laughs) Hayes. Because he's dead. (laughs) R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, but yes, uh, we are we are discussing specifically like Father Like Son, the nineteen eighty seven body swap movie. So let me um, go ahead and, and I'm going to go down with the synopsis and I'll I'll kind of give you a an overview of the movie that we're we're reviewing today. It is available to watch on YouTube. That's where I watched it. YouTube free with ads. So here's my thing. Okay. Now, as we have previously stated, mm-hmm. I do not live alone. <laughs> yes. I do not sleep. Right. I tend to, like, when I finally get time to myself, it's normally 
we'll say somewhere between 11 o'clock on. Okay. I put it on the TVs. I put on the YouTubes. <laughs> the movie is at one volume. Yes. The com- Oh. The commercial comes on. Now, how I slept through the first viewing, I have no idea. Because these ads are loud as fuck. Yeah, YouTube, call us because we have a way to help with your sound mixing. And YouTube thinks I'm Spanish. I don't know what the algorithm is that I got on there, but. Were you under your El Castro uh, YouTube profile? Perhaps I was. Oh, it's our good friend El Castro. El Castro. <laughs> Send him the Dos Equis commercials. Ooh, Dos Equis would be good. Yeah. But since we don't have that, we do have White Claw Surge. Yes, Thanks, sir. Barnaby. Oh. <laughs> Perfect. That wasn't a sound that, effect, ladies and gentlemen. That was. It was pretty good. All right. So, yes. Uh, if you would like to watch this movie before you listen to our review. Don't. Don't. But if you. But if you do. Uh, YouTube. Don't. With ads and be ready for the commercials. Yeah. To be much have, have the remote control in hand. Yeah. To turn down that volume real quick. It or happened hit mute. to me a couple times. Hit mute. Why didn't I hit mute? I kept turning it down. And now. Um. Foresight. Is that the word I want? Uh, hindsight. Hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> that surge is helping. I, I should have hit mute. I'm just glad that I, I because I was I watched this on my TV, but for the second half of the movie, because I was also dozing off during my, my viewing, um, I put on my earbuds and I'm I didn't get very far into it because the commercials did jolt me so much that I just said, I'll watch the rest tomorrow because they were painfully loud. Yeah. All right. So the synopsis. synopsis. (laughs) Yes. Of this movie, Dr. Jack Hammond has best chances to become medical superintendent at his clinic. So he's completely absorbed in his work and has no understanding of his teenage son, Chris's problems with school. By accident, one of them drinks a brain-exchanging serum, and it switches their identities. This leads, of course, to extraordinary complications at school and work, but also to insight into each other's problems and feelings. Brilliant. Do you feel that synopsis accurately describes this film? No. I do not. <laughs> in in our in my previous podcast, Three Bay Theater, I I always found it interesting to look at the synopsis to what we actually watched, and this is one that really screams out to being like they don't have any fucking clue what they're talking about. What was he trying to be at the hospital in the synopsis? Uh, this is a medical superintendent. No, I believe it's chief of medicine, right? I thought it was something else that the words are eluding me right now. <laughs> <laughs> We better get you to the doctor. Is there a medical superintendent in charge? Do we do we have a brain swapping serum? You mean in a bottle of tobacco? Chief of sauce? staff. Chief of staff. Chief of staff. Chief of staff. That's what it was. Yep, you nailed it. You nailed it. Um, yes, he's trying to become the chief of staff of the hospital, and he's. Uh, we'll get into it, but he's trying to get there while a wife of one of the bigwigs really wants to fuck him. 
after his wife died yes. off screen, yes, which this- is very. They talk about his dead wife mm-hmm. the same way we were just talking about dead Corey Haim. <laughs> if her name was Tracy Haim, yes. they'd be big Hamers. Yes. And they'd be constantly referencing her throughout the movie. They did talk about her. How recently do you think she's been dead for? Uh, they made it sound like it was fairly recent, but they said it in a very callous way. And... Almost as if they've been drinking a bunch of White Claw surges. Well, Dudley Moore had definitely been doing oh, a lot of absolutely. drinking. absolutely. But do you think the kind of general malaise from Kirk Cameron's character was due to him, like, grieving the loss of his mom? He didn't... Re- like, they never really brought it up with him. It, it was, was always... Just Dudley Moore. Yeah. Okay. I don't... I really struggled with that part. And I feel like the movie might have been a bit better if the wife was alive. I agree. Um, and played by a young, I don't know who. Oh, man. I, I had I no would, idea where I, I was, was going really, there for a second. I'm Now I'm trying to think of a 1987. Daryl Hannah. That's fucking great. See? Daryl Hannah is great. If you have a shit ton of money in a time machine, we will go back <laughs> in time. Was there a... Wasn't Daryl, Hannah, and Dudley Moore in a movie together? I believe they were. I probably just completely ripped it off from somebody else. But that's Hollywood. That's Hollywood for they you. Do. You know how it is. I mean, hey, if they have great chemistry, bring them back for another. Yes. That's why Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson are in all those movies together. Wow. Because they want to fuck each other. I bet they, well, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to speak for anybody. You don't want to speak for anybody. Um, what I will say is that I was very intrigued by the way this movie started. I will go out on a limb. Okay. And I will say that in the history of body swaps, (laughs) as the reasons for it, this may be my favorite. Okay. Like, this made the most sense to me. Yes. As if it was some sort of a tribal magic that they would use in emergency situations mm-hmm. such as injuries or surgeries. Yes. And in my one note <laughs> that I took from this movie. Okay. Because again, fancy notebook. I legitimately. I can see it right from here, everybody. It says one of the best swap I'm gonna take concepts. a photo of this just so we can for posterity we can maybe put it on our social medias and really kind of uh show where the proof is in the pudding. And for the record, I said concept, not concepts. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I thought that was a great so that it starts out with this guy walking through the desert complaining basically looked like a zombie. And who did you and, and you told me before we went on the air who you thought the actor was? I thought this was Jay Peterman from Seinfeld. I also thought the same thing. And it wasn't until the third act <laughs> when I realized that it was not him. Oh, Elaine! <laughs> In this Woolbury jacket from the Serengeti, I switched brains with another individual. I was disappointed. I was legit disappointed because. What else has he really done? He 
He was forever ruined by Jay Peterman. He did host Family Feud at one point. Did he? Yes, before Steve Harvey. Oh. He, uh, I think it was in between. I was a Ray Combs guy. It was after Ray Combs. It was before. Who's the other guy? Al from Home oh, Improvement. Yes. Yes. I want to say it went. My Did Tom timeline. Bergeron also host family? I don't think so. I might be thinking of a different Although, show. Although, speaking of Tom Bergeron, because this is what people want to hear. <laughs> yeah. Tom when, Bergeron wants to hear it. Whenever I say to somebody, if they bring up a point and I say I agree, I always say circle gets the square. Yes. And maybe one out of three people understand what I'm referring to. <laughs> but it doesn't stop me. No, and I don't think it should. And I, I love that you do that. Do you agree? Yeah. Circle gets the square. <laughs> I, I always wanted to be Shadow Stevens on Hollywood Squares. Great name. That's a great name. Great right? name. Yeah, it's a great fucking name. <laughs> um, Before we dive too far into this, so yeah, this opening scene, not featuring Jay Peterman, but it is an injured elder older white man. Yes, with gray hair. Through hair walking through the you desert. You know who he kind of looks like? Jay Peterman. He does he looks like Jay Peterman, but it's not him. And he's severely injured. I don't think we were told how he nope. injured himself. Nope. Not um, at all. But he is found by a Native American of the the local tribe. I don't know if they were in America. They were definitely in America. I were feel. they? I Okay, so now I'm going to say I'm going to say he was found by a native. So what country do you think he's in? I don't know. I'm going to go, say Africa. But those were Native Americans. Were they, though? They, well, I don't want to call them Indians because we're not allowed to call no. them Indians anymore. But one of th- those actors looked very much Indian-like to me. So taking myself aside, regardless yes. of how they looked, because keep in mind, these are movies where people switch bodies. Uh-huh. <laughs> That they don't necessarily have to look like what they're supposed to be. Well, that's especially true with what happens next. But now that I'm thinking out loud, Mm -hmm. they do go looking for roots in Death Valley. Uh Uh-huh. So I'm going to just completely negate any of my opinions (laughs) because I'm an idiot. No, you're not an idiot. Not an idiot at all. Um, I I, I would be uh, remiss not to mention that the film was directed by Rod Daniel. Yeah, you, know, you might not know that name off the top of your head, but I did want to call out a couple of movies that he directed just to kind of go for the vibe that they're going for in this movie. So I would say his biggest hit was Teen Wolf. Ooh. He directed Teen Wolf, the first one. I recently saw that there was a scene in Teen Wolf. Mm-hmm. At the end of the movie. I know exactly what you're going to say, but go for it. (laughs) Where one of the extras whips his dick out. That, I believe, has been... uh, like They they have fact-checked that to determine that it was not said penis. Um, However, I choose to believe that urban legend. And if you watch the video at the very end of the movie, right after uh he Michael scores J. Fox the final wins the game, the girlfriend booth comes out onto the onto the court and celebrates with them. They do a big pan back to the big entire basketball auditorium 
and there is a single solitary person up in like one of the last rows and he does appear to pull out his penis and celebrate with the rest of Scott Howard's team. Was that to show? Um, um, nope. <laughs> nope. Not no, going. you're not going to get it. Nope. Okay. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> now, could you say that Teen Wolf is kind of like a body swapping movie? Oh, that's a good question. Because he becomes a completely different person as the wolf? Or, I mean, is it, I mean, it's the same guy? I might have to pull the Jerry Lewis card. <laughs> okay. The Nutty Professor, I do not consider a body swap movie. Okay. So using that logic, Teen Wolf is the same, falls into the same type of... Because you're still the same person, you're just... It's a different aspect of your personality. So to go to an extreme even further, the Nutty Professor Eddie Murphy version, which I feel like leans even more into Sherman Clump being different than Buddy Love. This could be a future episode that we could really tackle here. Uh, because I they're mind watching that again. <laughs> but they are different personalities. But it's the same person. Sort of. They swap. Oh, his things. body does change. Moleculars. But it's the same body. So it's his conscious mind still in there, I believe. I think we can be... Okay, so here's here's my thought process. With the shaggy dog using that concept, would that fall into a body swap? It's the same person. He's just kind a dog. Of. I could get on board with that. This has been a debate. As we've been developing this podcast, it's been something that's been asked of me a couple different times about what movies fall into this category. I think the biggest one hanging over my head that I think we eventually have to do is Face Off. Oh, that is legit one of my all-time favorite movies. Same. Same. <laughs> but conceptually, just based on what you're describing, it's not technically a body swap. It's a face swap. But they do alter the bodies because, remember, he says, hey, you got to keep the skull right there. Oh, my God, Mr. Carter. And he also says, oh, I'm Caster Troy. I love I love. I love that movie so Fucking much. Stay tuned for our inevitable episode on Face Off. So, in a previous episode, meaning the last one we did, <laughs> I was talking about how I'm not a big like holiday or Christmas person. Right. But when I hear that, hallelujah, I always immediately think to, and this is going to mean nothing to anybody who's listening to this, because you can't see what I'm doing. <laughs> but when Castor Troy comes out, just up as the priest, and he goes... Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, he's shaking his head like a madman. That's, I don't know why. I just love that scene. It's the same way I feel whenever I see doves flying by me in slow motion. Yes. <laughs> and you know something? This is what it sounds like when doves cry. <laughs> we have completely gone, we've gone off, off okay. the rails. We've gone off the reservation. I, I did, again, I, I, <laughs> going back to. Teen Wolf. Uh, Rod Daniel directed Teen Wolf. That was uh, 1985. This movie was 1987. 1989, he did Canine with John Belushi, where he's like the cop. Oh. See, that's interesting because there was controversy. Because Canine came out right around the same time as Turner and Hooch. Oh, okay. 
The difference being, spoiler alert, <laughs> canine didn't kill the dog. Turner and Hooch did. Yes. And that, w- that, w- that, that was, was a controversy. That was like a big mistake. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember canine specifically other than the fact that you just mentioned. One movie killed the dog, one movie did not. So let me ask you this. Okay. Would you consider body swapping with Jim Belushi? Do I have an exit strategy? Uh, TBD. I want TBD. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll say yes. Okay. I, I don't know what that would be, but we'll just say that something happens. You wake up in Jim Belushi's body. Is it close to his death? Or is Jim it Belushi? Prime... Not John Belushi. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was I was thinking of the wrong Belushi. It it might be. <laughs> that might make it even more interesting. You okay? You <laughs> man. Sorry, Jim Belushi. I know. I f- I feel like I've insulted your still alive memory by. I think it would be so amazing if Jim Belushi was like just driving and was like, "Oh, what's this podcast about swapping bodies? I enjoy those films." And he's so devastated right now <laughs> for so many reasons. I I saw an episode of recording the gym. It was okay. Good for you, man. Yeah, I like. I actually liked that show. So I mean. So, to flip it back to you, would you want to swap bodies with Jim Belushi? I think for the story, I would swap bodies with almost anybody. Okay. Just because, I mean, that's a weird thing, you know? It, and then what would you do? Do you like the person? You, like, think of the chaos you could cause if you did not like the person that you swapped bodies with. Fair. So, do you? would you consider being John Malkovich a body swap movie? Oh, I really like that movie, too. I think I might. Because you're going into John Malkovich. Yes. You're swapping. You're not necessarily swapping, but you're taking over John Malkovich's body. I I think that would be. I think that would be a body swap in the scene where he's walking down the highway. Yes. Yeah. So I think if you had that kind of power... Like in a in a Jim Belushi situation, yes. and I'm I'm like okay, I can take over Jim Belushi for a little while. I would do that. Yeah, yeah, I would totally like. It could be the person next door if I could take over that body for a couple of hours. <laughs> I would probably do it, not in a creepy way, just to see what it is. Maybe in a creepy yeah, way. Yeah, probably. Probably in a creepy. There's in these movies. There should be more checking out each other's junk, like. Community did that. <laughs> yes, which I feel like is an episode we will. Have oh, to I do have eventually. to. That's one yeah. of my all-time favorite shows. Um, Maybe not that season, but yeah. in general. Yeah. Okay. So we have a couple of other items in the pipe. We have but... gone completely. Yeah. We like this movie so much that we have talked about every possible thing, but this movie. So I, I did just want to say that the the other notable movie that I just saw. He he also did Beethoven's Second. Uh, so he didn't get to the first Beethoven movie, he did the second one. Um, but he was also the director of The Super with Joe Pesci. Oh, Which is a movie I actually really like. I'm just a big Joe Pesci fan. I was going to say, can you imagine body swapping with Pesci? I would love it. That's so much stuff. I would just go through drive throughs all day. <laughs> all day is Joe Pesci. Yeah, I, I would definitely love to switch places with Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci, if you're out there... 
If you have a shit ton of money and you want a body swap with a nobody, by all means. Call us up. Email us on Gmail. Does anyone have the technology to, so we could swap faces? Take our face. Future, future episode. Oh, I can't wait for that one. Um, okay, so back to this movie. <laughs> a Native American question mark carries Jay Peterman through the desert back to a hut of some kind. Not a pizza hut, but a hut of some kind. And what I really like... Okay, so I, this is where I'm on board with you as far as the dynamics of the swap. Yes. Because they establish it between Jay Peterman switching bodies... With some random dude. The guy that carried Which him. Which brings up an interesting question. Mm-hmm. So... Yes, it prevents him from feeling any pain, right. which I think is an amazing concept. Yes. But the person that he swapped with yep. has to go through all of that. But he's young. All right. Here's the thing. I would knock myself out. <laughs> just just sedate. Oh, him. yeah. Like, that could be the easier But see, solution. that's the thing. So they have, they have this formula to swap bodies, <laughs> but not something that will just knock them out. Right. They haven't learned um, about any kind of anesthesia or anything else. Their their go-to is switching the souls of the body to somebody else. Which does sound something... Native American? Uh, I don't want to say Native American. Spirit quest? Yeah, we'll say spirit spiritualistic. Okay, spiritualistic. I'm I like that. struggling with words right now. <laughs> no, you're doing great. You're doing fantastic. So... This this cold open kind of just cuts away, and we're thrown immediately into Dudley Moore teaching Kurt Cameron uh, medical stuff. And this is where I feel the movie itself took a downturn. If listen, if they had kept the because I I love that entire scene. There's some swooping camera angles, like crane shots. There's this wide vista. This Native American carrying Jay Peterman on his back. Like, what's happening? This is so cool. And then his reaction to the body swap ah! of, ah! Like, it's really yes, it, it, great. it sucks you in, and then... And it just sucks. Yeah, then it just sucks. Because then Dudley Moore is teaching... He's a medical doctor teaching his son medical stuff because he's got a big interview coming up. That he has no interest in learning about. They reveal that the mom has died potentially somewhat recently. We don't know for sure. Don't know from what. Don't know how. Don't they know don't why. Tell, they don't say how she died yeah, either. Yeah, it, it, was, it was just a... Car accident. Dudley Moore was driving. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. Okay, so for those that don't know the history of Dudley Moore, um, he is somewhat of a famous alcoholic. Was he famous? Well, I mean, he's famous. Yeah, a couple. Well, I mean, he was Arthur. Yes, although might be an unpopular opinion. I really liked the, the Russell Brand Arthur. Yes. Okay. That was charming. Yeah, I didn't hate it actually. Um, Greta Gerwig is the female, uh, the love interest of that movie, yep. and she's the world famous director of Barbie. She's done a bunch of things. She's a really great director. She's a really good actress as well. Maybe I don't mind the, the the Arthur reboot. Let's just talk about Arthur now. Forget <laughs> well, about the rest of this movie. We're, we're gonna swap. <laughs> I don't think I don't. Yeah, we, that, I'm taking it too far. No, we're swapping movies out completely. It's um, potty swap. It is. You're right. And I. So, 
I think Arthur is a really good encapsulation <clears throat> of Dudley Moore. He's kind of a drunken wino. He's charming somewhat. But this he's movie, British, right? He's British, which just exudes class, right? But the charming Dudley Moore is not to be found in no. this movie. Like this, I don't know. It, kind of a weird casting. Like if someone showed me a picture of Kirk Cameron and said, "Who do you think his dad is?" I would not think Alan Thicke. Oh, that would have been perfect, actually. Those well, growing pains. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they just made Growing Pains the movie and swap bodies, I'd be kind of into it. I don't know. I, I actually was like, wow, that's really good cat. Not even thinking Growing Pains. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. I thought Sean Astin should have been Dudley Moore's kid. I thought Sean Astin should have been Corey Haim. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I thought that Sean Astin. But now that you say that, yeah, I think that that would have been a. a Probably better casting because they don't look exactly alike, but I feel like they share father son qualities. I feel like they had better chemistry. They did have better chemistry. You know, yes, the scene. So not to jump ahead too far, but when they do like the party, like they go out partying at the night. Yeah. And Sean Astin's with Dudley Moore and they're like cruising for chicks and going to bars. And I'm like, this chemistry is off the fucking hook. If they... If they had leaned into that of them being father and son, I think it could have been a lot of fun. Yeah, they seemed more father and son than best friends. Yeah. Trigger. Sean Astin as Trigger. Odd name, but... It's a very odd But during that time, everybody had weird nicknames that made no sense. And they never explained it. Did you have any cool nicknames? No. You weren't like Wallaby or something no, like that? No, I am one of those people where nicknames do not stick. Okay. If that makes sense. Other than asshole or prick. Did you... So that so what you're saying imply... And I know we're not talking about the movie, but I'm more interested in getting to the bottom of this right now. Is Was there a nickname that you tried and it didn't stick? No, nothing that I tried. But okay. some... Like, different friend groups... Over the years, we'll try different things, and it would just never work. Yeah. Okay. For, for, for my group of friends growing up, we were all either Johns or Mikes, so we had to adopt slightly different nicknames in order to be able to tell one another apart. That's what we just kind of went with. So you just went with John or Mike? No. We, so I, it's how I be really kind of adopted JC. Oh, that makes um, sense. One of my best friends growing up, John Pimento, he was Rui, Rui Batello. So he became Rui because Rui was his middle name. Wait, Rui's first, he's not named Rui? Spoiler alert for real life for the two people that would know what we're talking about. (laughs) One of which is Rui. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, Yeah, so the, the, the chemistry is really off here. Between father and son. Yeah, there is no real sense. Well, because you you cast Dudley Moore in a movie to get Dudley Moore. So he's playing the boring doctor, but even when he switches bodies with Kirk Cameron's character, he's not really 
playing like a Dudley Moore type, no, right? There, yeah, there was nothing really Dudley Morris about it. I'm I'm trying to I'm I'm typing I'm trying to type as I talk <laughs> to see whereabouts this was in his career. Dudley Moore? Yes. Um I can probably if you don't have it, I have it on an IMDB here, I can probably get to it. This is riveting podcast material well, we can, right we, now. We can we can we can edit a little bit of this out here. Here, let me get to all right, like Father Like Son came out eighty seven. Which is a year before Arthur Two Electric Boogaloo. Wow, that came out a so Arthur, On the Rocks, rather. It wasn't really Electric <laughs> I like Electric Boogaloo. Boogaloo. Um was so was Arthur like eighty five? Uh where is Arthur? I thought you had it. Uh, <laughs> Arthur was eighty one. Holy shit. That's a big... Because then there was Mickey and Maude. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to read his IMDb I think now. you should. I think I need to know. He was in Santa Claus in 85. Okay. Santa Claus, I very much... Re- that's a that's a, uh, a core memory unlocked for me. The Santa Claus movie with Dudley Moore. I, Holy shit. Was he an elf in that? No. I think he was just a guy that helped save Christmas and helped save Santa. I don't know if I've seen this. Yeah, that you just unlocked a core memory. Let's for talk me. about that instead. About Santa Claus the movie. That's the real. That's the real G right there. I can't believe Arthur was eighty one. That was eighty one. I was not even born yet. I wasn't either. <laughs> Is that true? No, I am eighty one. <laughs> <laughs> but he he was known for his alcoholism. Yes, if I recall correctly. Yes, you are correct on that. He um, was definitely, and I think he leaned into that persona in his roles. Like people knew him as kind of the lush, the drunk. I wonder what that's like. <laughs> You'd have no idea what that's like. Did you know that Moore was born with a club foot that was surgically corrected in his youth? I did not. I know didn't that. either, but You're... 63 out of 64 found this interesting. <laughs> Thank you, IMDB. Do you think that during <laughs> that club foot surgery, they used the mind swapping yes. serum? Yes. And he went, ah. He turned down the lead role in Splash in 1983. Oh, what a bad move. So that would have been the Daryl Hannah connection. Guess who his movie stuff? Let's try that again. Take two and action. <laughs> Guess who his favorite movie star is? Um, I thought you were going to say it for a second. I was going to shit my pants. <laughs> what is it? Gene Kelly. Oh, okay. I was I was going to say Jack Lemon. I was not going to go. I heard the J and I was like, holy <laughs> shit. Little do you know, I just have IMDb up right here. And oh, I just... if you did, that would have been amazing. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I think Dudley Moore was badly cast in this role, or just based on the story, because they didn't lean into the Dudley Moore of it all. No. Despite, well, kids, looking at it, did they lean into the Kirk Cameron of it all? Was, like, no. was this prime Growing Pains? Yes, Growing Pains was, a, I, I want to say Growing Pains was definitely within this time frame. Um, so this would have been like prime 
teen idol. Yes, he's a he's a teen beat tiger beat. Yeah, like this would have been like like people would have been flocking, and by people I mean young teenage girls. Yes, would have been flocking to this movie specifically because of Kirk Cameron. But. I would think. But that's all the more reason of why did they make Kirk Cameron's character a kind of a dweeb. Oh, they made him super nerdy. Right? Like they didn't let him be Kirk Cameron. They didn't let him be like the the stud or like the 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 little pop star, I not pop star, but like Tiger Bee icon. Uh Growing Pains came out in 1985. So this was the third they would have been in the third season of Growing Pains. So they're prime in the middle of like Kirk Cameron mania. Um, also, I'm sure you didn't notice, but this movie was also um, written by a Cameron, and I don't know if this movie was developed specifically for oh, Kurt Cameron. Oh, um, little I, I, Nepo baby. Yeah, a little Nepo something is going on, but the writers of the movie were Lauren Cameron, Stephen Bloom, and David Holston. And, um, I mean, I don't know if Lauren Cameron is related to Kirk, but I would probably say, yeah, he probably got this movie. I happen to have IMDb up. (laughs) I I do feel like just with the two main actors involved, like they just were not up to the task and they didn't lean into each other's strengths. If Kirk Cameron is a, uh, a stud, a popular kid in high school, then... I don't feel like you you should have Dudley Moore kind of be the antithesis of that and lean into those two characters for when they swap bodies. I've come up with nothing for Lauren Cameron. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's fine. But but yeah, I, I don't feel I feel like it was an opportunity lost for both characters to not utilize the actors for for what they were potentially yes capable of and i i say that they didn't lean into the dudley moore aspects but there's a lot of alcoholism teased in this movie uh the fact that the entire body swap takes place because of the tabasco and a bloody mary which that was the part that i was kind of with because who was who the the random house cleaner she the okay the only thing that made sense to me, at, and I guess in the 1980s, everybody had a housekeeper. I remember my housekeeper. <laughs> yeah, it was your mom. I know. But, like, the mom died, and I guess they brought in a housekeeper to help keep the house up. Which would make sense. Which That's a movie in its own right. Absolutely. You know? But they never expanded upon that. No. Don't know who she they was. never said who she was. They never said how the mother died. But... I mean, we. They to, never said if the mother looked more like Kirk Cameron than Dudley Moore did. I mean, we know she sounded more like Kirk Cameron than Dudley Moore did. Yeah. But, I mean, not to skip over the entire plot of the movie. But let's do it. <laughs> but to, like, Sean asked and triggers Uncle Earl is Jay Peterman. And he is the one that had the brain transference and apparently was gifted by the Native Americans a bunch of extra brain medicine. I don't recall why he had it. He just had it. But I know that non-Corey Haim stole it, and then they gave it to his dog and cat. So when we talked about Family Switch, I said it was the first movie where we saw a ba- a human switch places with the animal. But then in this movie, 
we see dog and cat trade places. Which I don't know if that would have been my first thought. Like if I have this weird liquid that's going to swap people's brains, but put a pin on that. Did both the dog and the cat drink it? No, only one did. And same thing for Dudley Moore. Okay. That's what I missed because there was a part at the end where I said this doesn't make sense, but that is because I'm a narcoleptic. (laughs) And because you briefly switched bodies with somebody while you were passing That was awake watching the movie. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay, so that makes so much more sense to me now. Yes, they... um... Only one party needs to take the medicine, which Hamer put into the Tabasco bottle and brought over to Kirk Cameron's house and be like, hey, let's try this out. And then they left it on the floor and the housekeeper picked it up and put it in the cabinet. The moment you realize that you just transferred souls, brains, whatever, between a cat and a dog, your instinct is to run out of the room and leave the open bottle of Tabasco on the floor? Here's my thing. Okay. I hire you to clean my house. You find a bottle of whatever it is, Tabasco sauce. Maybe it's a nip. Who knows? You're going to just put it in my cabinet? Yes. Okay, I don't... Like, I would throw it out. I don't don't also use Tabasco sauce, so correct me if I'm wrong here. Is that a refrigerated item after opening? Or I believe is... it would be. It also wouldn't be clear. <laughs> yeah. Just throwing that out there. Yes, 100%. Like, we... Yeah, there's a lot wrong with that. Yes. There's a lot wrong with it, and they don't make any effort to explain it. Just to get Dudley Moore into a scene where he has to drink a real Bloody Mary? I'm going to guess that it probably had something to do with Tabasco was like, hey, we'll give you money if you if you plug us. There's a lot. So the MTV, there's a lot of like specific Because there was the first introduction of MTV. I do not remember that booby. Yeah. Commercial. Like, that's the only way that I can describe it. Like, I do not remember that at all. I I can't say that I remember that specifically. Uh, I watched a lot of MTV back in the day. I also tried to figure out what wrestling match that <laughs> uh, Trigger's parents were watching, and I came up short. No, you couldn't find... No. So, the way I look at it is, well, the movie came out in 1987... The match would have had to have been from 1986 because when it was being filmed. So, or it could have been stock footage because you figure that's probably that's true. inexpensive. But they but, but they spent a lot of money on this. Like again, Tabasco being a name brand, Jeep, Jeep. Um, there was a lot of things. Jaguar, Jaguar. Okay, so we 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 have the drunken body swap. Dudley Moore switches bodies with Kirk Cameron, tell him they'll never know what it's like to be each other. Yep, the typical, typical you thing. don't know what it's like to live my life. I found that Kirk Cameron, as Dudley Moore, became very aggressive 
and oh, that's a good point. violent. That's, yes. Was it because he was sober? <laughs> was it because, oh, that's a, I didn't even think of that. Like but, he's in his body, Kurt Cameron's body. He's so his so his body is sober. So here here's the big thing, and and looking at it from a movie standpoint, you would think that when they do the initial body swap, mm-hmm. that one actor should be acting like the other actor. Yes, and I ju- we haven't reached that point yet. <laughs> We really haven't. Like, Charlie Schlatter in 18 again, he tried, but it became very much a parody very quickly. Yeah, because, again, he was he was acting like an old man as opposed to an old man in a young man's body. That would probably be super excited right. to not have all the aches and pains. Yes. But I, I just don't think that we really hit that happy... It hasn't been no. You're right. It hasn't been a good one to one. Yes, these are these are actors. Their job is to act. You would but think. Like, again, I feel like this is a, a real. Maybe it's the writers. Maybe it's the direction. But they're just missing the mark on like. Okay, you're now in Dudley Moore's body, but you're still a 16 year old kid. Play that. Like I don't know. Yeah, there's definitely some sort of a disconnect between how they should be behaving as the character inside the character's body. So, you know, tr- trig- Trigger, Hammer, the Hammer, uh, he basically lays it all out and very quickly Dudley Moore just agrees with him. He accepts the reality. He goes, oh, you have brain transference in, uh, potion? Find out how to fix it. You go fix this problem right Which, now. But again... <laughs> If you switch bodies with somebody, mm-hmm. you, I, I don't really see it as a, well, I guess in a way, you're clearly in somebody else's body. It's not a normal thing. So if somebody was like, oh, it's because of this, be like, okay, yep, the world is fucked. <laughs> I accept that. But your reality is also shattered forever because you're a medical doctor that only believes in medicine. Yep. And you've been brought to the witch doctor that... Gave you this supernatural ability? Yeah. So now we're introducing magic. Because that, that's that's earth shattering. M- minute into this movie, we establish magic exists yes. in this world. And that's fine if that's what you want to play it. But they don't explore that enough. They just accept it way too quick. Yes. and then, Especially a man of science. A man... That's what it is. A man of science being like, oh, she'll be fucking drunk right now. What is going on? <laughs> Paul McCartney? Yeah, I, that was not... I didn't want to go to Austin Powers into it, so I was really holding back. I, I, I liked it. I appreciated it. I, I don't have a good Dudley Moore. I don't have a good Dudley Moore. Fun fact, <laughs> Dudley Moore does not have a good Dudley Moore. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, so they, they skip ahead, like... All of a sudden, they're both in their their beds, and uh, Kurt Cameron as Dudley Moore. I should probably look at what their actors' names, what the characters' names. Chris. Yes. And uh, Dad. Uh, Dad is Doctor Jack Hammond, and Kurt Cameron is Chris Hammond. Okay. So, uh, Chris is in Doctor Jack's body, and he's sitting there, and he's like, "Hey, wait a second! I have access to credit cards." Which didn't have an accent. Yeah. That was my big takeaway from it, that he should have 
started talking with an accent. Yes. Or at least address the fact that, oh, no, you can't talk with an accent now. I don't know why that accent came <laughs> up. <laughs> I loved it. That's great. That's a perfect, perfect Dudley Moore. Hey, you wise guy. Hey. It's me, Dudley Moore. Hey, now I'm in my kid's body. What am I going to do over here? Huh? I come from Dudleyville. Hey, yeah, I'm a doctor. What the fuck do you think I am? What the fuck? Come over here. Let me give you a triple ampidectomy. <laughs> I love Andrew Dice Moore. <laughs> this is my favorite. <laughs> I'm over here now. Bop. <laughs> Bop. <laughs> Who should Andrew Dice Clay swap bodies with? Me? <laughs> Holy shit, I would love that. He would not love that. I don't give a shit. I would just sit there, smoke cigarettes behind my head. For those of you watching on the YouTube, I'm doing it right now. We are not on YouTube. <laughs> have you seen his TikTok? Andrew Dice Clay? Yes. No, I have not. It is amazing. Okay. Picture this. Here's the scene. New York City. He walks up to people. Random people, and he goes, are you waiting for the picture with the famous face? And nobody knows who he is. It's amazing. I love it. I'm going to New York City tomorrow. Should I try to find Andrew Clay? Yes. Okay. And if he says, are you waiting for the picture? You say, yes, Yes, I am. Absolutely. I mean, if anybody on the streets of New York does that, I'm going to say yes. Uh, I wouldn't suggest that. (laughs) What's the worst that can happen? I can think of a few things. <laughs> but I'm over here now. Oh, oh Bob, I love that guy. <laughs> so he finds his dad's credit cards and decides to go out for a night on the town. Does he sneak out of the house or does he just leave? I think they sneak out. Because... Kirk uh, Cameron, or regular Dr. Jack Cameron and Chris's body, is just laying in bed and falls asleep. Kind of like depression, I'm guessing, sleep. hang Like sobriety hangover. Yeah, he's probably with withdrawals and just conks out. Yeah. So then uh, Chris, as Jack, sneaks out. With Trigger. Finds Trigger, and then they go for a night on the town montage. That was the scene. So we're trying to get Trigger. And that's when oh, the he, wrestling climbs, scene. he yes. climbs up the, the tree and the tree falls down and his parents are weirdly in bed and bathrobes. And they were like, we're going to call you Trigger. Oh, hi. And they're, they're watching the wrestling. Right. And that's when I was like, I wonder what match it was. And then as you were looking for the match, you fell asleep. Uh, yeah. No, I fell asleep. As I said previously, the last thing I remember is when was it Jack? Uh, yes, Dr. Chris as Jack got caught pretending to be sick because his boss just randomly walks in his house him? and that then he has stupid. to go to the hospital. And that's the last thing I remember until the next morning. And I was like, oh, apparently I fell asleep during these loud ass commercials. <laughs> if you in Spanish, if you call out sick. There's no way my boss is driving out of my out of the way to go to my house, walk in on to an unlocked door, and just walks That's in. Big, that was a big ass house to not lock that door. Yeah. And also, is it call out or call in? 
I've always done call. I've always said it's call out. See, I always thought it was call in sick because you're physically calling into work. To Colin say, is our ring announcer. Just, <laughs> the bees in the shed. <laughs> there are bees in the shed. But if I'm calling in, I'm going, hey, I'm kind of sick. I'm not coming in today. <laughs> Bop. <laughs> but they're saying it's calling out because you're calling saying that you will be out of work. Yeah. Okay. I guess that makes sense. I've always. Yeah. I've always called. Hey, if you're listening right now, (laughs) if you haven't given up on this, why don't you hit us up on? Oh, we're on the the Facebook, the X. Is it X? Is it Twitter? It's not Twitter anymore. It's X. Is it officially X? It's X. So why is it when I'm on Reddit and it sends me to X, it'll still say in the corner of my phone, Twitter? That I can't answer to you. You might have to ask Elon. Elon Musk, if you are listening, can you please let us If you have a shit ton of money. Which you do. And you want to make a movie. And if you can let us know why it still says Twitter in the corner of Kevin's phone when he's on X, please let him know. No, I'm not on X. Oh, oh, oh. Well, no, I'm on X, but I'm not on X. Right. You're on Molly. Yes. X's very good friend Molly. Um, yes. Is anyone still listening? No. But yeah, if anyone, I forget what my swap. my reference was as um, far as contacting us about something, but do it anyways and just say hi. Just say hi. Um, I do enjoy this montage of getting uh, dressed in new outfits, uh, listening to fun music. There's I was Wang not Chung. a fan of eighties music. No. No. What about the outfits? No, like 80s in general, if we can go 70s, 90s, I'm all for it. But I feel like we couldn't get to the 90s without the 80s. We needed that push into garish, like, neon and out of control. Was 80s neon? Wasn't it? I thought that was more like, uh, like, I know 90s had neon. So, and I think um, the way I've always attributed the decades is that the decade really starts in like two or three years in. Like they're okay, still yep, like bleeding in leftover. Yep. So like 1990, 19 to 1992. It's you, still like hair metal. And yeah. And then 92, you could argue like the explosion of like Nirvana and like grunge, grunge rock flannel flannel and then starter jackets and eight ball jackets. Yeah. Cue balls. Yeah. Uh, 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 cross colors. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that really that that exists. Those those nineties tropes existed until about two thousand two, and then you, I'm bringing them back. But the, here's the problem: the seventies, the eighties, the nineties—they're all so fucking specific, right? And you know something though: when you break it all down, they're all just years. <laughs> they're all just years. They're all just years. But they're very dynamic years. When you get into the 2000s to the 10s to it just the turns to shit. But what? There's no unique no thing about it, right? No. Coldplay, come on. Coldplay, COVID, it's all the same thing. Anything that sounds with the letter C, fuck you. Yeah, Castro. Fuck. Oh shit. <laughs> what do we think about the- <laughs> trying to get back to the movie? What do we think about the the <laughs> wife of the medical guy that wants to fuck Dudley Moore? Uh, that gets really weird really fast. Because they just talk about his dead wife. Right. 
And then she comes over and she's like, so we gonna fuck? And then the hammer cock blocks it. Which is, but then it comes back later on. Yes. It's. Because that's the thing, too. So let's think about this for a second. So you're in somebody else's body. Mm-hmm. I know where you're going. Go ahead. And if y'all like, we going to have sex, that's not really like, like we had talked about in 18 again when he kept smoking all the cigars. He has lung cancer afterwards. Right. So what happens? He knocks somebody up. Right. Gets an, an STD or. Exactly. I do not approve of non-consensual body swap sex. So I was going to add, so you you really don't believe in that? Because I was going to say, if you, so you swap bodies with, with uh, Andrew Dice Clay, bop, and (laughs) ADC has an opportunity to go bang some fan of his, so here's, in his body. Here's the thing. Me as a person talking on this podcast uh-huh. right now, I do not condone uh-huh. non-consensual. If in reality, <laughs> I become Andrew Dice Clay, I am fucking everybody. Because <laughs> there's no repercussions. There. No, because I, okay. me, I, I am consensually fucking everybody. So... Okay, this is other than Andrew Dice Clay. And this maybe this is the plot for another future body swap movie. We're so getting canceled. (laughs) Well, okay. Let's say you swap bodies, you have sex with somebody, you get them pregnant. Okay. You swap bodies back. Yes. Are you the father of that child or is the person you swapped with? The person you swapped with would be. So even though your soul fucked that girl? Scientifically speaking. If they were to take a DNA test, right? Yeah, they're, it yeah. is the person whose body you were in, right? So you, but would you, as a person, feel any responsibility to be like, "Oh, that's oh, my kid"? Oh man! And like you, so you choose you want to. See, try I to- don't know. Here's the thing: we're you, using some existential shit here. You swap bodies with someone. Yep. You get to the banging. She gets pregnant. Mm-hmm. You swap back. Okay. How can you explain to the kid? Like, you can be a cool uncle. You could be a cool, like, neighbor. But not too cool where it gets creepy. Right. But I don't see how you can explain to that kid and say, hey, here's the deal. I'm kind of your dad, but not really. Because I was in this body and I did a little (laughs) inside her. (laughs) Like, it doesn't make sense. True. No, you're, you're not wrong. These are the existential questions we have on potty swap. If you are listening and you have a very distinct opinion on if you would be the father of the child, (laughs) what if you, oh, what if you were a woman and you swapped into a man and you had sex with somebody and they got pregnant? So there's a... uh, Quick change in the 80s. It was uh, Jeff Goldblum is in it. And, um, oh, what is her name? Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ellen. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Um, I don't know her name. Well, it, it's a guy who dies and then God puts them, brings them back to life and puts them into the body of a woman. And then 
her entire arc of the movie is to get knocked up. Okay, so quick change is Bill Murray and Gina Davis, which is not the movie that no. we're talking about. No, that's not the one I'm thinking of. That's it's the uh, the switch or the fuck. If you're listening and you know the name of this movie, <laughs> all right, let's see here. This is all Ellen Barkin. Yes. But that'll sound so much more fluent when we edit this. Yes. And by we, I mean JC. And it's just Switch. The name is okay. Switch. I do remember that movie. Steve Brooks, a sexist womanizer, is killed by a group of his angry former lovers in heaven, and he makes a bargain with God for redemption and agrees to return to Earth. Once there, he's placed in a woman's body and has to make her fall in love with uh, Jeff Goldblum's character. We have to watch this movie. We have to, We right? have to watch this movie. God is in this movie. God swaps bodies. George Burns makes them swap oh God, bodies. it's me, George Burns. Hey, it's Andrew Dice Burns over here. Bop. George Burns and Andrew Dice Clay body swapping. Oh, I would watch that. I would go to that concert. Bop. Oh, hey. 18 again. We are so off the rails for this film. Hickory dickory die. <laughs> um, before we take the trip out to Death Valley, because it really, I mean, at this point, we can we can just push through the rest of this. Well, before we do that, the, again, we go back to the bully. Yep. Okay. The, the, yes, please. We go back to the bully. We go... Strangely enough, back to racing, like running. That's a theme that we've experienced. Yes. I, that was one of the things that jumped out at me. I'm slurring my speech. That was one of the things that jumped out at me is the fact that we went back to like this running. But Chris is in love with. Oh, that girl. And she is. I'm sorry, ladies. <laughs> this girl is a. Bitch and a half. He looked around to make sure there were no bitches around here. Like I don't understand why anybody would be like, "This is my dream girl," because she sucks. She's not a good person. (coughs) She's not. Yeah, I. I guess she's cute, but like, there's nothing. But she clearly has a boyfriend. She also fought when when uh, Chris where. Jack as Chris shows up in the Jaguar to high school. She gets such a lady boner over the car. But even before that, oh, yeah, in the first when, scene, when he starts to even when they first introduce the character, she's like, "Well, he cares about me more than his grandmother." The his bully, grandmother. Also, to keep our theme of the podcast, the bully is also very old. Yeah, he looks like he's in his <laughs> late thirties. Late thirties, at least. And again, it's one of those things where he's just randomly, not even intimidating, no. but just like... Because they're on the same race team, right? They're on the same yeah, track but then, team? But then Chris gets to, because he does the um, the Hammond... Oh, my God. What was it? The Not the Hammond... Was it the Hammond Hustle? I want to call it the Hammond Hustle. <laughs> I, that's what we're going to call it now. But he even says that. He's like, oh, you're going to run... Whatever the last person that runs in a 
Like the, 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 relay. the pass the baton thing. Yes. I, 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 We're so not I don't, athletic. I'm not athletic. <laughs> I, have, I know nothing. But then this dude gets all pissed off about it. He's still running in the race. Yes. You would think that Dudley Moore being the... Per, the Jack Hammond, being the perfectionist that he is, should know the standard rules for this relay race. It's to hand the baton and run with it. So don't start running before you even get the baton. And that was the thing. Like, they really made that a dramatic scene with the dropping of the baton. And then he's trying to pick it up and he can't pick it up. But then he catches up to the guy, which was it just two of them running. It was like four people running. So I feel like the first, like once they passed off, they got off the track and the next two, like it was, we. I don't know sports. <laughs> but anyways, he's running and then he dives, but dives like. It's pathetic. Yeah. It, 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 and, but then the bully is like, way to go, dickwad, which I did laugh with that, that slap he did in the head. <laughs> But again, we're back to the, the the whole thing about the the bully and the student and the father having to deal with it. And but then he also alienates like everybody because yeah. he keeps talking about like science, being so smart. Yeah, I'm the smartest so guy in the room. Here's the thing: if you're smart, if you like science, you're stupid. Don't don't say anything. Well, here's the thing: if you're, okay, I'm kidding. If you're that smart. And you've swapped buddies bodies with your dumb son. Dumb it down a little bit, a little motherfucker. Bit. Don't be running here, a class. But here's the thing, too, right? You don't always have to be the smartest guy in the room. You know your kid. You know what he's capable of. And now you're going to sit there and be like, I'm going to be the smart guy. I'm going to explain everything and make the teacher look stupid. And now you just got yourself in trouble. Or you got your kid in trouble. Yeah, and I, I guess... <sighs> I'm I'm trying to give this movie far too much credit because we've barely talked about it because there's been far more interesting. Because we are so much more entertaining than this movie. But Bop. you could maybe <laughs> you could maybe explain the disconnect because of like the wife dying and them not being connected as father and son. But like they didn't do anything to tell that in the story to make it like oh this is why we're like this. Yeah, they never really said that he wasn't good at stuff. Well, I guess they kind He's of a, did. Listen, he, he got a C. That's good for me. No shit. I would have been ecstatic with the C. But then he's like, oh, my dad's going to kill me. Because he doesn't want to go to med school like his dad did. Like, I don't know. See, if you're a parent, don't don't force your kids to do stuff they don't want to do. Yeah, let your, let your kids fuck up a little bit. Let them live their life. <laughs> that's really That's really sweet. It's really eloquent. So... Tra- Trigger, Traeger, Tr- Hamer, Hamer, Hamer uh, is trying to get into contact with his uncle to try to find out how do we, f- this how do a- you reverse it? So, and this is another, so after Family Switch kind of gave us a, like a time limit, this movie again kind of throws that out the window. Yeah, there was no, I mean, there was a sense of urgency as far as they didn't want to be in each other's bodies. But there was no, but like, there was nothing where like it had to be done by a specific time. Right. And it wasn't the most important day. Well, Jack had that whole, he wanted to be the chief, chief of, staff, of staff. Yeah. Which that scene too kind of sucked when he, yeah. after they switched, we'll, we'll put a pin on that. 
But yeah, there was no sense of urgency as far as like a certain amount of time where they had to switch bodies back. Um, <clears throat> there really wasn't any huge repercussion of no. as far as the... I mean, he went on the date with the girl to go to the concert, and that was kind of awkward as far as like, oh, it's loud. Let's go home early. You've already heard them. Okay, yeah. yeah and yeah, then, yeah. although I did highly appreciate the fact that when the bully did beat him up, he punched the window out and then dragged him out of the car. That's a that's a good bully bit. That's it. <laughs> like, I mean, there are certain especially in like 80 like when i think of like revenge of the nerds and like these like these comedies that like with these over aggressive bully i want shit like that but the thing that was weird so jack s chris gets dragged out of the car he gets beat up he goes home yeah and chris as jack is in the shower with his clothes on just going i don't want to be in your body yeah was that weird? Do you think they cut something out? They had to have. That was a kind of a random. First off, I have never gone into the shower with my, with my clothes, clothes on. on. No, not at all. Although I'm wondering if I'm missing out. No, I'm gonna hey, tell you right now. If you people, if you listeners, have ever gone into the shower with your clothes on because you're depressed, or, or if you kink, which kink you switch bodies with Dudley Moore, <laughs> contact us on. The non-Twitter or the facey space. Mm-hmm. Nailing it. Or the email. The email. Or the website. The website. Yeah. You you nailed that. It was fluid. Or call JC. His number is <laughs> 401. <laughs> Did we, should I not give that out? <laughs> that would be funny if we just bleep it out after I say 401. <laughs> Um. <coughs> yeah, no, I, I, I don't. I wouldn't encourage being in full three-piece suit while in the shower. Although we <laughs> wash clothes, but we are not supposed to be in the clothes when that happens. But who decides that? Is that God. society? Okay, that's right. It's me, God. Eighteen again. <laughs> um. Everything's gonna come back to George Burns, isn't it? It has to. I as much as eighteen again is not a great movie, George Burns is a great He was awesome. He's a great dude. I would be willing to bet apples to donuts <laughs> that he does not have bees in a shed. <laughs> I mean, he was born in a shed in eighteen ninety six. I think he was born before bees. In before sheds. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> Trigger gets a hold of Uncle Earl and it basically says that they can get the antidote if they head out back to or or to Death Valley. They, they have to go to Death Valley, so they hop on this camper for no reason whatsoever. God damn it. They go to Death Valley. Jack finds it's kind of they're all looking for it, but then they stop looking, and then Jack's like, "I got it," as if it was right there the whole time. How does okay? So how does Uncle? I was assuming Uncle Earl was given the medicine, this this transference. True, but if they're trying to find specific ingredients, 
how does I don't think they gave him a recipe. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, did he steal her from the Native Americans? Oh, those that fucking dick. Jay but Peterman. They they went they used their magic to help you and heal your leg, and you're gonna steal their shit. Fuck you, Jay Peterman. Yeah. This but, is so off the rails. It's, it's fine. This We're episode good. has been brought to you by White Claw yeah, Surge. Yeah, Surge. Surge. So they, is there they, extra caffeine in that? Why, what's it's the extra, surge? It's extra alcohol content. Oh, that so makes so much more sense. White Claw is like 5.2. This is like 8.4. So, yeah, you're feeling the I think surge. I've had about 8.4. <laughs> On the TJ Richter scale. <laughs> That joke is for three people. Congratulations. <laughs> and one of them is TJ Richter. <laughs> the other is Rui Batello. <laughs> so they get the ingredients. They Again, right in front of them the entire time. Yes. Um, they, they, they take it and nothing happens. Which is the, the, the trope of these That movies, seems to right? be, yeah. They think they do it and then it doesn't. And the next. Well, this one happens late in the day. Because they feel like they have to, so they've established all these things, like the chief of medical thing. Um, they have to get to, you know, school. Like, I, like, there's all these different things that they have to get to, so they can't. Yeah, what sw- was he doing? He had some sort of a college interview yet again, right? And then, as everything was happening, they switched, but they were still having the previous conversation in the other body. And I was zoning out. Did they get into another car accident? On their way to the like to the hospital, I know that they hit a couple of cars trying to pull out from the parallel parking. Those are just outtakes with Dudley Moore, and he <laughs> had a few drinks. But I did think it was kind of funny how he hits the woman that he's supposed to have the interview with, and she falls out the window. <laughs> yes, which is a little little extreme. And then he helps her back up, and he's like, "Oh, I'm here for the college interview." And then immediately goes, "I wasn't trying to screw your wife." <laughs> And she was. She says, "What? This is legit. This isn't just me talking from the white claws. Right? This happened this in happened the movie, in the major motion picture." <sighs> and then Chris looks for Trigger. Right. They find him in the school. Yes. He punches out the bully. After the, after the bully says, "Hey, I'll fight you with one hand tied behind my back." Bop. And then he goes, I'll fight you with both hands tied behind my back. <laughs> and then he knocks him out, which, honestly, pussy move. Yeah. I Again, when you establish, like, these movies are very simple formula to yes. run, right? There are very simple things that if you're dealing with a bully, you have to confront the bully, whether it's the, the guy in the other body or, like, when you get back into your body. There has to be some sort of retribution. And they have to do it the right way. This movie did not do it. No, it was fucking lazy. So he he punches the bully with the both hands behind his back. Right. He convinces Cr- Trigger that he's Chris by going, "Oh no, I'm back in my body." Great Kirk Cameron impression. Spot on. <laughs> hey, Jesus loves me. Where's my sister? They hop in the. He's looking for his car. He's like, "Oh, your dad brought the Jaguar." They hop in the jet. They smash it up. They shoot to the hospital. And then he does the most pathetic, my dad really wants this job. You can't not give it to him. And they go, we're not going to give it to him. He's like, no, you can't do that. Do you know 
all he needed to say, my mom died. They never pulled that card. That would be the card to pull, right? 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 He would have been like, listen, his wife died. He's in... Like, I'm dealing with it. He's trying to be a father to me. He's been acting kind of crazy from the, the trauma of losing his wife. I would have said, listen, I just spent about 45 minutes in my dad's body from drinking this weird, some sort of native potion out of a Tabasco bottle. And then I would have given them all a shot. Oh. And then they all would have swapped bodies. Well, you're you're spoiling the the end of the movie. Fuck. Well, but if you okay, so if you did have access, you now know all the ingredients to the brain transference syndrome. You could change modern medicine, but we don't. We know the ingredients to the cure. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Good call. Those Native Americans are really smart. We have not established that they are truly Americans. <laughs> the natives? Yes. Dot, dot, dot. You're right. Okay. But yeah, it was just... And and that's... I fully admit, like I said, I fall asleep randomly. I was watching this late. I completely missed that only one person has to drink. Right. Is it a potion? I'm going to use the word potion. Let's call it a potion. So they... Trigger pours it in the bully's mouth, who is now in the hospital because he got knocked out. Yes. Jack did not get the promotion. He didn't. He rejected the promotion. But he's cool with it. He's like, because he he wants to spend more time with his son. Yeah, he's like, listen, my wife died. But his son, okay, his son is what, a senior in high school? I would say so. His son will be leaving the nest because they got money. They can send him wherever the fuck oh, he yeah, wants to go. Oh, yeah, that's fucking loaded. So within six months to a year, Dudley Moore is alone in that house. But those are going to be the best two and a half months of their lives. And then Dudley Moore will drink himself to oh, death Oh, yeah, he's night. dying of liver failure, 100%. And that's one of the things I wish Chris would have been like, Dad, this liver shot to shit. I feel like shit. I can't sleep because I'm waking up every five minutes because I have to piss because I think your kidney's going. You are putting Tabasco sauce into Pepsi. What are we doing here? You're going to die. We should probably spend some more time together. Say hi to mom for me. <laughs> Say hi to mom for me. <sighs> yeah. So I guess they'll have a, a good summer. The best summer. The best summer. before, Also known as the last summer for yes. Dudley Moore. And then the the final part of the movie. Oh, So Trigger pours the potion in the bully's mouth. Yes. And then he switches bodies with the, the dickhead um, head of staff, is he? Yeah, so the... Whose wife, the wife was trying to... Yes. So swerve now they switched bodies and they both scream. Ah! There will never be a sequel to this movie, unless you have a shit ton of money. <laughs> and if you want us to have sixty-year-old Sean Astin play Doctor, whoever the fuck. If you want me to weaken up Bernie's Corey Hames body, the Hamer. <laughs> that would be fantastic, actually. But no, that's if gross. You did a, if you did a body swap movie with Corey Haim and Corey Feldman, would it matter? It would for Corey Feldman. 
Because A, he's getting a movie role. And two, the person he's swapping with, spoiler alert, dead. <laughs> okay. Oh, what shit. has happened to the show? I think it shows that it, it the movie needs to be fun. Fun and maybe make sense. Not we should not drink as many surges as we have, but I disagree well, with that. No, surges are fine. No, I think I think the problem is if the movie was better, we wouldn't be drinking as many. No, I think the problem is if White Claw said, "Hey, maybe we shouldn't add extra alcohol." Then we'd be fine. If 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 White Claws were like, hey, we're going to do a body swap movie where we swap with the White Claw Surge. Oh, but then it would be the same thing, wouldn't it? No, it no? wouldn't be. And you'd find out when you have a delicious White Claw, now available at your local liquor distributors. <laughs> Lickle store. Lickle store. <laughs> That's what I call them, a Lickle store. Okay, so... Uh, the as, end. As, oh. The end. But as we have done with previous movies, let's talk about the factors, the, the scores. Okay. So we talk about the the characters playing the other characters. I'm going to go with the one. I, I'm with you, man. There was no British accent. I needed a British accent. I needed yes. Kurt Cameron to do a fucking there, British there, accent. There was, there was nothing that... Kirk Cameron did that made me think, hey, that could be Dudley Moore in Kirk Cameron's body. If they have the dog screaming like a cat and the cat screaming like a right. dog, make right. Kirk Cameron British. Or they- have have his accent or make it sound like he's forcing a non-British accent. Yeah. A normie? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to all our... our, our- Across the pond, listeners. Yeah, any, anyone who's listening in British. Did they? I, if you I, have I, a shit ton of money. Just as an aside, did they ever switch that dog and cat back? I don't believe they did. Fuck that poor life for those cat, that cat and dog. And that movie, that's what like forty something years old now. Yeah. Well, that cat was already like twenty one years old, so like. Oh man! Just gave that dog a death sentence. That just broke my heart. <laughs> <laughs> to think that the last days, because you know they were put down. Oh, you yeah. you know they were euthanized. Some Milo and Otis shit. But that dog cat that used to <laughs> be, and that cat dog. That dat and that cog. All they wanted, you know, he just wanted to chase cars. He wanted to bark. And the, the cat just wanted to shit in a box. Yeah. Oh, that's really kind of makes me sad. See, this is the worst <laughs> movie ever. <laughs> Um. Okay, so you're going to go with a one. I'm going with a one. I'm going to agree with you. I can't give it any higher based on the very basic criteria for a body swap movie. Yes. These guys failed at every turn. Yes. So now as far as the... Now this is where it's going to get interesting because the plausibility of the swap. <sighs> See, I love the idea of a potion that is the reason for the swappage but I don't like the fact that there was really no sense of urgency. Like, there, mm-hmm. it wasn't a, we have to drink this potion again by midnight on the 3rd of... Well, if we were going to steal, like, from Family Switch doing a planetary alignment, what about a full moon? Like, you had to right, switch Right, there had back. to be something. And, and there really wasn't. So there was really no sense of urgency. There was really no distress if 
they didn't switch bodies, right. other than the fact that that would suck for both of them, maybe. Yeah. I think it would suck more for Chris. Yes, 100%. Because he, he's got a fucked up liver now. Right. And he's in Dudley Moore's body. And then Jack is like, I can fuck up this liver. What? Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with a, a seven. Okay. Because. Did I give a number? You didn't give a number. Okay. We're going to leave it at that. Okay. I think I'm going to give it a seven because I, I love the, the entire cold open sold me on this movie. Yes. If this cold open was the same energy level of the rest of the movie, this could be like an all timer for me. I loved the setup for it. I thought it was explained very well. I wish they took that much care into everything else. Uh, but as far as the plausibility for the swap, I buy it. Like, I think it was good. I liked it. I'm going to give that a seven. So my total will be an eight for this movie. And my total is going to be a one. Damn. As in, this is the one movie you shouldn't watch. Okay. That's harsh. What do you want to do next? Should we say what other movie would be more interesting with a body swap? Oh yeah, do you do you have something in mind? I kind of do. Okay, all right, no, fantastic. Let's go for that. In going with Kurt Cameron. Okay. The Last Temptation of Christ. <laughs> okay. He is able to switch bodies right before the Crown of Thorns. Oh shit. And the 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 whippings. Okay. In so you would have him switch with Pontius who, uh, Pilate? Who betrayed him? Who betrayed him? Was it Pontius? Judas? Judas? Yeah, I know he betrayed somebody. Yeah. Okay. But uh, insert name here. He just, do you think that if he had the opportunity, he would scooch out of that? Or would he take it? What do you say, That's Kirk? an interesting part of the movie. What do you say, Kirk Cameron? <laughs> Kurt Cameron specifically, what would you do? How amazing would it be if we get an X? Is that what the equivalent of a tweet is? Uh, yeah, they just call them posts now. If it's we like, get a post from Kurt Cameron that says, I don't believe that my Lord and Savior would swap bodies with somebody. That's why he got left behind. Oh, I never saw those movies. They were not good. <laughs> Trust me when I tell you, they were not good. I, I actually, so he, I, I like your suggestion, and I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> I believe that if Jesus, I'm going to use, I'm going to say he swapped with Judas, because Judas betrayed Yeah, that him. makes sense. So he swaps with Judas, and then he tries to save Judas in Jesus Christ's body so he can sacrifice himself over again. Oh, that is a twist, and I love that. In fact, I am going to start writing my own Bible with this (laughs) premise. I mean, let's not be too sacrilegious here, but I think it could be kind of interesting. I think that that is probably the best way to salvage the train wreck that I put in front of us. (laughs) 
Well, listen, if you have a shitload of money. Absolutely. And you want to finance a weird religious remake of Passion of the Christ, The Last Temptation of Christ. Directed by Mel Gibson. Oh, shit. So it's going to be at least 30% more racist. Directed by someone other than Mel Gibson. (laughs) By Danny Glover. Okay. Although I heard a rumor that he's getting too old for this shit. Now I just want to feel like Lethal Weapon as a body oh, swap. That movie. would be so good, right? I'm not oh. too old for this shit. Oh yeah, I'm young and I'm Mel Gibson and I'm suicidal. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And then and then the Mel Gibson characters like I'm just gonna let him myself die because I'm already old. I'm in. I'm sold. This. I'm. I feel like movies just get made better when you put them into body swap genre, like. Okay, so I, I love your suggestion. We'll, that was we'll, a horrible suggestion. It was fine. It was fine. And I'll, I'll put a pin on Lethal Weapon because I really like that one. Any any thoughts or suggestions for our next uh, movie that you, would, that you would like us to do? I'm open. Okay. I'm open to whatever. I heard that about you. So we we could I don't know what are you thinking do do we wanna do we wanna do something a little bit more modern do we wanna do we go with the classic do we go with the original do we go with I think it's too soon to do like a TV show I I do I do think it's too soon for a TV show um I my suggestion would be to do something of a double feature not necessarily having to do two episodes in one. But I think maybe tackling the Freaky Fridays might Ooh. be interesting to do. So both versions. I would, I would, yeah. So maybe, maybe the next episode we do the original Freaky Friday, and then we sequelize that shit and do the Lindsay Lohan, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, remake. Or we swap them. Oh, uh, yeah. No, that's that's. I think that would be the safest venture as far as because I mean that is kind of classic, the, right? The OG of body swappage. And people people really love that Jamie Lee Curtis, Lindsay Lohan remake. I heard rumblings of a sequel. That's yes. That yes. I actually. Uh, after Lindsay Lohan had her baby, they like she were, had a baby. Yeah, she had a baby. Her. She swapped with the baby. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> I'm sure that baby would make much better decisions than Lindsay Lohan has. Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay, if you're listening to this, we're By, I don't mean it, Lindsay. You're you're a national treasure, and if you have a shit ton of money and want to make more movies, because Mean Girls was the bomb. I do love. Mean I Girls. love. I kind of want to see the musical. That does look good. Is that a is that a, a swap movie? Uh, because she becomes the queen bee. If it makes us able to watch it, and <laughs> <laughs> well, before we dive down the 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 uh, road of Mean Girls, um, I uh, yeah, I'm 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 up for yeah, the yeah, we can Friday. do Freaky Friday as long as it's on free TV. <laughs> <laughs> Ye- yes. No. Either way. Either way. I'll fake it. I mean, I'll watch it. If you, uh, if you have any suggestions, if uh, you want to watch the movie with one of us, yeah, yeah, just call us. We'll invite you over to the house. We'll make popcorn. I love popcorn. Maybe put some M and M's in it. Ooh, I like snowcaps preferred over. Maybe M&Ms. put some snowcaps in it. But that's why we're gonna swap bodies because we don't like the exact Whoa. same. See, that's thing. the whole thing because. You know, some people like goobers, some people like snow caps. Like if they if somebody saw me at the movies and I was eating M and M's my popcorn, like that's Kevin they go, Castro Wait a swapped no, in that's not JC's body. 
We know that. Raisinets? I'm, I'm not a raisin. Is it that what it is? It's the, it's the raisins? I don't like the raisins. Dark chocolate? I do like a dark chocolate. Yeah, I like a dark chocolate. Yeah. I've always I've always been a sucker for the snow caps. Yeah, but. snow caps are good. I think it was because it looked like there was extra sugar on it. Yes. And as a diabetic, that was great for me. Yeah. I mean, bad for me. <laughs> All right. Well, we're off, we're off the train. We've we've gone off on tangents. For this, this has episode. been an episode. It sure has. Um, again, you can um, follow us online at pottyswap.com. We're on Facebook, Potty Swap X, Potty Swap. Um, all of our episodes will be available on Spotify, wherever wherever iTunes, you get your podcast. Podbean. Uh, we'll write out the transcripts and mail them to you. I will sit bedside and, and re- recite this for you. That's so sweet. Well, watching you sleep. <laughs> oh, here we go again. <laughs> is that how we're ending the show? Is that I, your catchphrase? I, I think that might be uh, get your pits, your pits, get your pits spayed and neutered. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. That what. was his Dudley Moore impression. <laughs> That's my British accent. <laughs> get your pits spayed and neutered. Thank you, boy. Take care of yourselves and each other. <laughs>